You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 34. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for episode number 34 of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and welcome to the last episode of 2019. We are finishing off the decade strong with episode number 34. In this episode, I am sharing my top three lessons of 2019. But first, if you are new to the podcast, I want to bring you up to speed on who I am and what I've got going on in my business so that you can see where I'm coming from in sharing these lessons with you, and then you can see how they might relate to what you've got going on in your business. As I mentioned, I am Monica Louie. I am a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a fast-growing ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven-figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook Ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than $1.5 million in ad spend and served more than 700 students and clients. And we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And of course, Facebook ads can be an important part of that. So not every episode is about Facebook ads, but I definitely do want to keep you updated on what's working now so that when it's time for you to use them as part of your marketing plan, you have the information you need. So if you are ready to get started with Facebook ads, then I invite you to check out my free Facebook ad starter kit. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. The starter kit takes you through the six steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus there's an awesome checklist so you can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you can appreciate a good checklist. And if you are interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook ads, then go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. Okay, while I'm at it, while I'm sharing all these links, I want you to know that you can find all the links and resources that I mentioned in this episode at monicalouie.com slash 34. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E dot com slash the number 34. Okay, now that we've got that out of the way, let's dive in to my top three lessons of 2019. In my business, I have three main areas. I have the agency side of my business where my team and I manage ads for our clients. I've got the course side of my business where my team helps me serve our more than 700 students in our courses where I teach all about Facebook and Instagram ads. And then I've got the content side of my business where my team helps me produce this weekly podcast and I do speaking and presentations at live and virtual events several times throughout the year. And I've already mentioned my team multiple times in this episode because they're a huge part of growing this business and I really couldn't do everything that I do if it weren't for them. So if you can relate to any of these areas that I've got going on in my business, then I know that you will find this episode helpful. And I do want to say that these aren't necessarily 
new lessons for me. And they're certainly not the only lessons that I've learned this year. But as I reflect back on 2019 and all that has happened in my business this year, these are the biggest themes. So lesson number one is to attend live events in person. The word live might tip it off that I mean to attend events in person, but you really can't replicate that kind of experience if you're not attending events in person. I do multiple virtual meetings every single day in my business where I meet with my team members or I meet with my clients or I meet with prospects or I meet with people who I just wanna build a relationship with or I meet with my mastermind buddies. I am always meeting with people online in a virtual setting, which is great. It's wonderful to connect with people online. And it's so amazing that we've got the power of the internet that can help us meet people and build relationships with people from across the world. But you cannot replicate the kind of experience that happens when you meet people in person. I learned this actually early on by attending my first FinCon back in 2016, which without that event, who knows where my business would be to this day. My business actually radically changed as a direct result of attending that event in person and meeting multiple people in person and having multiple different conversations in person with people that I would not have had those same experiences, those same conversations with. So it completely shifted the direction of my business by attending FinCon. And I just knew that it was so powerful to meet people in person in a setting like that. And so I decided that there was no way I would ever miss another FinCon. (laughs) And so I've gone every year since. And then every single year, I look at what are the other conferences and events that might make sense for me to attend. I have attended Social Media Marketing World for two years now, and I already have my ticket for 2020. I'll be there for year number three. I've attended multiple retreats, business retreats and mastermind retreats. Uh, In the last year and a half, I've attended three SPI Accelerator retreats, so two in the first year. We've already had our first in-person retreat in San Diego for this year's SPI Accelerator group. Meeting people in person has just really been one of the keys to the fast growth of my business over these last few years because I was able to meet people and build relationships with people who eventually became my clients, even though that wasn't my original goal in meeting people. That's never my goal in meeting people in person um, is that they could potentially become a client, but it's always nice when that happens. It helps to build a rapport immediately when you're meeting somebody in person and they get to know you and they get to see how you act and how you interact with people. And it was actually at my first FinCon that I met Pat Flynn in person for the first time. And then when I attended FinCon again the next year, I met Pat Flynn in person again for the second time. And he remembered me. And that actually led to us working together. He became one of my Facebook ads coaching clients back when my business was centered around coaching people one-on-one. And then that led me to building, a, you know, further building that relationship with Pat and being accepted into his SBI Accelerator program. And now I am in the second year of that program. Had I never gone to FinCon, I probably would not have met Pat Flynn in person. That's really been a great step up for my business that led to me being on his podcast earlier this year. And because I was in the SPI Accelerator program this past year, I attended FlynnCon. And at FlynnCon, Pat, the 
super fan builder that he is, <laughs> because the conference happened to fall over my birthday weekend, and the first full day of the conference was on my actual birthday this year, he created this amazing super fan moment where he had everybody in the conference sing me happy birthday. So that instantly made me memorable that at that point on, when I met people at the conference, they said, oh, yes, you were the one we just sang happy birthday to. <laughs> so that instantly made me memorable, which was not something that I could have planned. But because I've made it a focus to get out and meet people in person, there have been so many opportunities that have come my way and contributed to the fast growth of my business that I just could not have planned. I could not have foreseen them happen in any other way. In 2019, I traveled way more than I have ever traveled in a year. I attended 11 live events, in-person events. I did eight separate trips, all for business. I traveled to six different states during 2019, which for some people that might be on the smaller side, on the smaller scale of business trips for the year. But for me, that's a lot for me to plan to be away from my family and get coverage for my kids. And my my husband is always super supportive of my business and me going on, on these trips. And so for me, that's a lot of traveling, but it's totally worth it because I just, as I said, could not replicate these situations in any other way by just hanging out online behind my computer. I have had the opportunity to meet some amazingly successful, incredible, inspiring people who I have looked up to for years in person, and they know who I am because I have attended these events. So I've met Amy Porterfield multiple times. The first time was back at her live event back in 2015. I signed up for B-School through her affiliate program, and one of the bonuses for her affiliate program was an in-person live event in San Diego. It was a smaller event. Her event has grown now where it's hundreds of people. And I was able to meet her in person, talk to her about my business. I actually was on stage with her in a hot seat. I had a hot seat with Amy Porterfield back in 2015 when my first business was just a little baby business. But that experience helped lead me on my path to building my business to what it is today. And I've met her several times now at Social Media Marketing World since and look forward to probably seeing her at Social Media Marketing World again in 2020. Because I've been to FinCon so many times and Social Media Marketing World uh, so many times now, I have become good friends with Steve Chu uh, from My Wife Quit Her Job. Attending Social Media Marketing World, I was able to meet Rick Mulready. And when I saw him again this year at Social Media Marketing World, we were able to have a conversation and catch up. And it's just been so great that I've been able to kind of catapult my business in a way where I'm going and I'm hanging out with these people who I've admired and learned from, you know, from afar, but then I get to meet them in person and they get to know who I am. It's an amazing experience to go meet people in person. I've been able to hang out with my FinCon friends that I see year after year at FinCon, but now every time I go to one of these bigger conferences, sure enough, there are people from FinCon who are also there that I get to hang out with. And I'll add in here that being part of mastermind groups, especially mastermind groups that do meet in person periodically, like Pat Flynn's SPI Accelerator, I've been able to build amazing relationships with the amazing people that Pat has in that program. 
hanging out with people at the business retreat. Each time that we've done the SPI Accelerator retreat, it's been about 12 of us just hanging out in this house. We mastermind, we take turns jumping in the hot seat. And when we're not getting down to business in the hot seat, then we're hanging out, getting to know each other. And that led to Scott Volker, who had his first live event this year, Brand Accelerator Live. He asked me to come be a speaker, one of the main stage speakers at his live event in front of 200 people. I got to talk about Facebook ads and I got really great feedback about my presentation. It was a really big opportunity for me and that would not have happened if I did not put myself out out there to join mastermind programs and meet people in person at these live events. So I cannot stress it enough that it's tip number one, lesson number one, that you must be getting out from behind the computer and attending live events in person. And that could mean starting your own live event or building, it, it doesn't have to be on the big scale either where you actually you know leave your hometown and get on an airplane and travel across the country. You could start a meetup in your own hometown at FinCon for the last couple of years, I've hosted a meetup there. FinCon is great for creating community that they make it really easy and they encourage people, they encourage attendees to create meetups around a specific topic. So this year I hosted my mochas and marketing meetup that was right outside the coffee shop. And I like mochas, I like coffee and I like marketing. So we called it mochas and marketing and I had a great turnout. And some people came just because they were interested in the topic. And some people came because they they wanted to, to meet me and introduce themselves to me. So it was a really great uh, turnout and really great experience. I encourage you that even if you're attending another conference, try and put together a meetup. If you know that there are going to be people who you know who are attending, then make sure that you are creating situations where people can get together and you can get to build those relationships. Again, it's just invaluable. And the number of opportunities that have come from me attending these live events have been, I mean, too numerous to count. But I can tell you that I've become a speaker at multiple conferences now because of meeting people in person. I've gotten clients and referrals. I've gotten students. And probably more things have occurred in my business that I even know of have been a result of these live events. I've gotten, (laughs) I've hired team members because I met them at live events. The list goes on and on, but really getting out there and meeting other people in your space, other entrepreneurs, it, it can help you tremendously. All right. Lesson number two is related to money. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, then you know that I have big goals. This podcast is called Flourish to Seven Figures because I myself am building a seven-figure business. I'm on my way to seven figures. That's why I feature successful entrepreneurs who are building seven-figure businesses, many of whom already have multiple seven-figure businesses, and many are on their way as well, but they can teach you how to scale your business to seven figures and beyond, which is what this podcast is all about. In episode 19, I actually talked about the math to seven figures. There are multiple ways that you can get to seven figures. You can have low-priced products, low-priced offerings, and sell a lot of them, or you can have higher-priced offerings and then you don't have to sell as many. And so with my business, I kind of have a mixture because I have low price products and we offer services to our clients that are higher priced offerings. With that, I've learned a lot about profitability. And I've got to say, because I have incredible 
team members and I pride myself on being able to pay my team well, but I have been in the position where I was sacrificing paying myself in order to pay my team well. And what it really came down to is that because I want to pay my team well, because what we do is such a high value service and my team members are phenomenal. They're incredible. They go above and beyond for our clients and our customers. And Facebook ads is actually both an art and a skill in order to do it well. And that's one of the things that I love most about Facebook ads is that there's the technical aspect with the setup and the analysis. And then there's also the creative side with the strategy of the various campaigns, how they work together and creating the ads and messaging within those campaigns that lead to the conversions. I found myself in this position where I was paying my team well, but there really wasn't very much left over after paying my team in order to pay myself. So I really worked on increasing profitability for the business this year. And rather than paying my team less, which I didn't want to do, I worked with my team to restructure their pay. But then at the same time, I also increased our rates and There are times where it just comes down to it, many times in business actually, where one of the best answers that you can have is to increase your rates or increase your prices. And I learned that quickly in my coaching business that when I started with Facebook Ads Coaching, the demand for my time was growing so rapidly that I knew that I had to value my time even more than I initially did when I first started out. And the reason why I started my coaching rates at a lower rate was because I didn't have very much experience in teaching other people how to do Facebook ads. And I was very open with my first few clients with how much experience I did have. So I felt that my rates were fair for my time. But then as I quickly gained a lot of experience with a lot of different clients and a lot of different strategies, and we're all getting amazing results and demand for my time grew quickly, then my rates grew quickly over that first year plus in business as well. And that's when I saw the need to create a lower priced offering, which then became my Flourish with Facebook ads training program which is where I teach online business owners how to create campaigns that convert by following my step-by-step system. So with that, now I can help many more people and teach them my knowledge, share my knowledge with them about Facebook ads, but at a much lower rate than I could do in a one-on-one setting. And then as I further scaled my business and people started reaching out to manage their ads for them because they were in a place where it made sense for them to outsource their ads rather than learn how to do it and be in the weeds of the ads manager. So that's where I started growing my my team on the ads agency side of things to help me manage ads for our clients. And we've worked really hard in developing our processes over these last few years that I'm really proud of what we've created so that we could represent all of our clients really well in a variety of different niches. And um, we have a really great process for onboarding clients and representing their brand, their offerings and their messaging and making sure that we're in alignment with how they want to be represented online and in their ads. 
my team and I have worked really hard on that. And so we need to value the service that we offer and that we provide for our clients. And my team, as I said, they go above and beyond to serve our clients well and make sure that we are doing all we can to improve conversions, to lower costs over time and make the most of their ad budget. I really just have great love for my team members and really appreciate the time and energy that they put into helping us grow this thing and help our clients. And we always talk about how we help people who help people. And while we're always focused on the numbers and the data and and what's converting and what's not, we are always keeping in mind that we are helping people help people and that as we help our clients grow and reach more people, they're able to help the people that they serve in a better way. And there's a ripple effect with what we do. It's not just all about the numbers. And while it's not always about the numbers, <laughs> when it comes to profitability, numbers are very important. So during this year, I actually raised my rates several months ago now. And I mean, I, I could see a very clear shift in the profitability of my business in doing so. And it can be scary. Definitely every time that I've raised my rates in my business, I've always had a fear that people are not going to buy, people are not going to purchase, people are not going to sign up to work with me or purchase my product if I raise my rates. But when I do that, every time I've raised my rates, I've made that scary leap of just doing it. That's where I've seen the massive shifts in my business growth. It's super important to make sure that you are evaluating and reevaluating your rates and your prices over time. And one of the benefits that I have seen aside from increased profitability, but one of the benefits that I've seen from increasing my rates is that it usually leads to a higher quality of clients or customers. And not to say that my clients in the past or my customers who bought from me previously were lower quality, but just that when I raise my rates to a certain level, that is going to only attract a certain level of business that is in that position where they can afford those rates and be ready to not only when when it comes to our ads management services, not only pay our fee, but then also have the investment for the ad spend on top of that because our fee does not include the ad spend. The ad spend is on top of it. So when working with us, we're talking about several thousands of dollars a month is needed to work with us and then also invest in the ads. So now our clients, when we look at our client list, they're at a place where conversions are happening. Their offerings are converting really well, and they are allowing us to do our job to help scale things up. Some of our clients in the past were still working on increasing their conversions and thought that Facebook ads would be a magic bullet to success, which what I teach is what I've always taught is that Facebook ads are not a magic bullet to success. And our clients now, our clients completely understand that, that Facebook ads are just a piece of the marketing puzzle, but they're not the only variable when it comes to increasing sales. And now we're in a place where my team gets paid really well, and I do too. And it's a great place to be. And it is allowing us to invest really strategically in the growth of our business as well. And the third biggest lesson learned this year, which I feel like this is a lesson that is learned every single year, is to always be improving and understand that things will never be perfect. But 
they will always turn out for the best in the end. So with my team members and my agency, we are always improving our processes. We are always meeting consistently to talk about what's working and what things we need to change. Part of that is due to Facebook always changing, um, the ads manager always changing, and it will look different from one day to the next. But the structure of the campaigns and then what is working and how we scale up and how we adjust budgets and which audiences to test. And there's always new placements and new ad types to test. And so we're always sharing with each other what is working and what is not and lessons learned about that. But then we also are always improving our processes. My team is amazing at keeping our processes up to date. And we always come together in our ads team meetings and talk about if something is not working, if we made a decision that when this happens, we handle it this way, but then that doesn't seem to be working anymore as it did in the past, then we always talk it through and we talk about what's going on and we will shift and make new decisions when the time arises. And one thing that we've really been improving over the past couple of years has been our hiring process. And that has been huge. And I feel like we have come to a really great place in our hiring process, but there's always room for improvement. But I feel that looking at our hiring process now compared to where it was just even a year ago, that we've really made great strides in improving it. And a lot of that has come from some of the interviews that I've done with other entrepreneurs for this podcast. I have an interview coming up with Brian Cohen, who will be, that interview will be coming out in a couple of weeks. But when we recorded that interview, it was actually before my last round of hiring. And I actually took a lot of Brian's suggestions. So pay attention to when that episode comes out in a couple of weeks, you will learn a lot about hiring. If that's something that you are working on in your business too, improving your hiring process, then check out that episode with Brian Cohen. And when it comes out, I'll add it to the show notes of this episode. And then also episode 16 with Jess Lindgren, where we talked about hiring an executive assistant. She is Pat Flynn's executive assistant. She gave me a lot of great advice in that episode. And then also when I was hanging out with her at Podcast Movement this year, she has given a lot of great advice about how to hire and giving a test project. So we have improved our hiring process tremendously, but even when we think that we have figured it out and that we've gone through multiple rounds in hiring, we found that it doesn't always work out. I mean, you just don't know how somebody is going to fit in with your culture and your processes and of what's involved in the role until they actually get in the role. So even though we've made great strides in improving our processes and improving our hiring processes, sometimes things don't always go as planned. But when it, that happens, I always keep in mind, first of all, we think about, well, what can we shift in our process so that we can prepare for this outcome in the future and try and, and get ahead of that to avoid this in the future? And sometimes it's possible to avoid and sometimes it's just not. But then I also look back after that happens and realize that things happened for the best, that they actually, you know, while frustrating, you know, it can be frustrating when you hire somebody, for example, and you think that they're going to be a great fit and you did all your due diligence and you made the best decision that you could at the time and then it doesn't work out. That can be frustrating 
But in the end, when it doesn't work out, then you can see that it was best for everybody and that person also. So I've definitely learned that, that even when somebody isn't a fit, whether they're not a fit as a client or they're not a fit as a team member, that once we have gone past that experience, I can always look back and see that things did work out for the best in the end. So keep that in mind. If you have ever made a hiring decision or worked with a client that didn't turn out to be the best fit for you at that time, or you've hired somebody who didn't turn out to be the best fit for you or for your team, then just know that things always work out in the best in the end, and there's always a lesson to be learned. So I'd love to hear what are your lessons learned in 2019 as we move into the new year. Take some time to reflect on what you have learned this year and what lessons you will take with you into the new year. And I'd love to hear them. You can message me at Flourish with Monica on Facebook. That's my, that'll take you to my Facebook page. Or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at Flourish with Monica also. Or you can leave a comment at monicalouis.com slash 34. That is where I'll have all the links and the resources in the show notes. You can find those at monicalouis.com slash 34. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have a wonderful new year and I will see you in 2020. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast and subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Next week, I've got another great episode coming your way that you will not want to miss. And remember, new episodes come out every single Thursday. So subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app so you'll be sure to get the next episode as soon as it comes out. All right, that's all for me. Happy 2019, happy 2020. Take care and bye for now.